0: Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word, the Desert Spring Church podcast coming from Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Julie Hart. I'm the Director of Connectional Ministries here and super excited to have both Corny and Brent here, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, starting with Corny.
1: Okay, my name is Cornelius Bannister, but I go by Corny. It's a nickname I got when I was in high school and it stuck. Um, I sing in the praise choir at the 11 o'clock service, and I also do a drive mission. I'm an Uber driver, and I also have what I call a drive service, a mission that I do here at the church.
0: Yeah, wonderful. And how long have you been at Desert Spring?
1: I've been at Desert Spring since we got here in 50. I want to say since two thousand. 15, 16, maybe?
0: Okay. All right. Wonderful. Married to the fabulous and wonderful Janice. Yes. So.
1: And she plays in the bell choir.
0: Excellent. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Brent.
1: Uh, yes,
2: ma'am. Um, my wife and I are new to the church, yeah. basically. It's yeah. only been a few months. Um, and uh, we've loved it. Um, let's see. Our involvement, I guess, uh, is primarily with the food uh, pantry. Mm-hmm. Um We do some work with the homeless uh, uh, down on the west side, and uh, another set of days. But uh, the food pantry is probably the main thing we do, and then Bible study and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Excellent, excellent.
0: And I know uh, you're both retired, yes, living the life. But talk about a (laughs) little bit about you're. you're, I'm sure you're just as busy now
1: as you were before. But talk about what you did. for work corny okay well i started out in the military graduated from college got commissioned never thought i'd be in the military for 20 years <laughs> owed them two years went in did my two qualified for additional years the next thing i know it was 20 years mm. um retired from the military had my teaching degree from college so walked out in the military in uh, july and that august i was teaching and coaching in El Paso, Texas, and I did that for 17 years. Amazing. Came here, and my wife and I did some part-time work, working for a temp agency, doing uh, conventions and administering tests, statewide tests, but it just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So she decided she didn't want to work anymore, and I decided I needed something to do, and I started Ubering in 2017, and... I've been doing it ever since.
0: You must be some really cool people Ubering in Las Vegas, awesome. Nevada. <laughs> I, I yeah, have. Yeah. I have.
1: All over the world from all over the
0: yeah. world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. Yes. Can't wait to hear about that. And so, Brent, I remember uh, from the new member orientation hearing about your exciting career, and it's fascinating. So share share oh, your work.
2: Not sure how exciting, but... I uh, think so. <laughs> <laughs> Um I am a retired uh, university professor. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh and that that field is uh, clinical psychology so I had a private practice on the side, a psychotherapy practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I served probably most of my served in actually the only places that I taught were Religiously affiliated universities. Oh, so okay. I, t- I, yeah. I taught uh, first at University Santa Clara, mm-hmm. which is a Jesuit school in California. Yeah. Yeah. And then I th- taught at the flagship uh, university for Southern Baptists, which is Baylor, uh, okay. for, t- for 10 mm-hmm. years there. And then for 24 years, and this is probably the odd one, I taught at uh, Brigham Young University, which is the flagship Mormon university. Mm-hmm. Um so that was where I was one of maybe I think I just mentioned to you one of maybe 5 or 6 uh professors who were non-mormon out of yeah. the 2000 something wow. faculty there very so very
0: fascinating very strange yeah. Uh, yeah. experience <laughs> <laughs> you spent many years. Well, you spent more. I grew up in Utah, but you still spent more years in Utah cuz I I grad I graduated high school and I moved Yeah, <laughs> out quick. you you got out of there. <laughs> I did, I did.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I had
2: to I had to follow all the dietary stuff and I had to meet with my dean like a you know, like a bishop would meet with this flock and make sure I'm temple recommend Mormon.
0: Wow. Yeah, so I couldn't
2: drink coffee and all the slices, that's my last name. All Slifes love beer. And I couldn't have any for 24 years. Wow, I did not realize that. Pretty crazy. But it
0: used to be no Coke, but then, I don't know, they bought Coke and something happened. (laughs) So you can drink Coke. (laughs) 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 When I was a kid, Coke was off the charts. So um, that's really interesting. So that's a very, uh, wow, those are some very different arenas that you have served in. So that's very fascinating. So. Well um this is the last uh, week of the series a Disciples Path which um, Pastor David has been preaching on. Many of us have been attending uh, community groups and it's talking about the the John Wesleyan Way uh, and as members we take vows uh, to pledge our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and witness now, Witness came later, and witness is probably the hardest one for people. It was certainly the hardest one to get people to speak on. Ah. <laughs> but you two are the ones that I I had my heart set on. So, um, <laughs> so I'm glad that this that this came to be. But um, this Sunday, Pastor David uh, preached on witness and the story in Acts about Philip and the man from Ethiopia. Um, and so I want to pause here, and I'm going to read from Acts. And I'm actually reading from the Children's Bible, which is uh, titled, Philip Teaches an Ethiopian. And it says, An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. The angel said, Get ready and go south. Go to the road that leads down to Gaza from Jerusalem, the, la- the desert road. So Philip got ready and went. On the road he saw a man from Ethiopia, a eunuch, He was an important officer in service of the Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. He was responsible for taking care of all of her money. He had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and now he was on his way back home. He was sitting in the chariot and reading from the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit said to Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. So Philip ran toward the chariot. He heard the man reading from Isaiah, the prophet. Philip said, do you understand what you are reading? He answered, how can I understand? I need someone to explain it to me. Then he invited Philip to climb in and sit with him. The verse of scripture that he was reading was this. He was like a sheep being led to be killed. He was quiet as a sheep is quiet while its wool is being cut. He said nothing. He was shamed and he was treated unfairly. He died without children to continue his family. His life on earth has ended. That was Isaiah 53, 7 through 8. And the officer said to Philip, "'Please tell me, who is the prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself or someone else?' Philip began to speak. He started with the same scripture and told the man the good news about Jesus." Um, and David did a real good job picturing it running alongside the chariot. He did. He I, I like that. I, I like that. So, um, but he gave us five takeaways from the story and I really liked them. And, and it turns out there are five really easy questions that came out of that for us. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't think so, huh? <laughs> So some questions for you uh, today. First, Pastor David talked about um, how this story began with the Holy Spirit and how this is true for all of our stories of witness and how more than our words, it's the way that we live that is a witness to others and, and that the great news was, right, we just have to live that way and the Holy Spirit does the rest. And so as you think about being a witness to others and just the life that you live, what is it that you each hope that your life stands for? Uh, obviously, I see it from the outside, which is why I I wanted to have you both here, because I think your lives stand uh, and witness to a lot of people. But I'm just curious what you hope that your lives stand for. So, Brent.
1: <laughs> oh, so for me? Oh, me
2: okay. I, that's kind of a no-brainer, honestly, for me, because uh, my work... Uh, my daily life, my personal life, it's all about relationships mm-hmm. so I to me the big the one of the big deals in the Bible would be the great commandment, mm-hmm. loving the Lord your God, but unto it loving neighbors as yourself and so uh, relationships are in my writings, my research, uh, all of that kind of stuff is gigantic for me and, and to me the the whole I, I really love the sermon because, just having an awareness of the Holy Spirit, understanding it does start with the Holy Spirit as it did with Philip. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm not so sure that the Ethiopian man wasn't already primed and ready. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, so Good it's, point. so it wasn't Philip probably who did the conversion. It mm-hmm. was the Holy Spirit, you know, with in conjunction with them. Yeah. So to me, it's a big deal to try to sensitize ourselves, mm-hmm. because I think there are lots of times I'm realizing that I didn't see the, or didn't, un, didn't experience the Holy Spirit when it was there talking to me. Yeah. So I can say more about that if you want.
0: Yeah, and I, I do, I do want to hear you say more about that, because you have an interesting, you know, your um, career path, and, and, your, yes. and how, that, how that smashed together with religion, and, and that there's yeah. a clash there. There's yeah. often a clash there, and right. so I'd love to hear you talk about that.
2: Oh, uh, in terms of my career, um, gosh. Uh, so the BYU experience is uh, probably striking, probably for most people, because yes. I was uh, sought out by a lot of uh, – the. so the students, as probably most people know, are almost 100% Mormon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I would get comments like, oh, You seem so bright and you're not Mormon, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or you seem so
2: spiritual and you, you're not Mormon, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: So, um, so it was a great, uh, uh, it was great ministry to me, great witness, yeah. Great witness, I should yeah. use the right term here yeah. today, yeah. Um, but I, I realize, I think, as much as I grew through those experiences, it. My retirement is also i don't i don't know but I' like to hear corny, but my retirement also hit me pretty hard uh in terms of not only adjustments but one thing that's really helped me I know is each night I have come to just thank the Lord for the events of the day, mm-hmm. virtually every event, yeah. and that has really helped to sensitize me just yeah. kind of see what had happened that I thought I was in charge of yeah but the holy spirit was yes. there right. at least in part so that's gigantic
0: it's so big it's yeah. so big i think it's cool um especially i'm i'm very intrigued because i i've shared with you i grew up in utah and yeah. so i had an interesting experience with the mormon church and have a lot of family um but it's it's we think about we talk about witnessing to the church to the unchurched, but you you really were witnessing to the church in, in a different way, and 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 I can say I think so many of the people were so very lovely. A lot of my family lovely. Yes, the biggest sure. thing that bothered me that troubled me about the church is how they say we know that we are the one true church, right? And that was really hard. And even my grandma, God bless her soul, when she found out I was working for the church, <laughs> and it was Methodist. I mean. She should have been really excited, but it kind of broke her little sweet little Mormon sure. heart. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, why can't we do it for the for the one true church? So, yeah. for them to see you and go, well, this is a this is a really great human, and this is really, and for you to witness that, I think is really powerful. In oh, their thank, lives you. Too. thank you thank so, you. Yeah, very cool. It was
2: quite a privilege.
0: Yeah, and then there again, those were the relationships you you built those relationships over time, right. and that's right. how, yep. yeah. So, what about you, Corny? What do you? What is it that you hope that your life stands for?
1: Well, I truly hope that my life stands for um, living a life, you know, like like Jesus did. You know, I want to live a life where people know that I love them, that I will respect them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this started with kids. You know, when I was in elementary school, the hardest thing to do is have a grade level full of kids out on a playground. Mm -hmm. and be responsible for them Mm -hmm. with all the things that happen on the playground, fights, Mm -hmm. bad words. Mm -hmm. And what I would do, I was tough and I was firm, but I was loving. Mm -hmm. And the parents, a lot of times, because I had to raise my voice, they weren't happy with that because they could hear me. Mm -hmm. With the military voice, I could Mm -hmm. be heard. Mm -hmm. A kid could never say he didn't hear coach. (laughs) <laughs> so the parents would hear me and they would be upset sometimes because mm-hmm. I yelled. But whenever I met with the parents, I said, I want you to do me a favor, ask your child if anything was to happen to them on that playground, which coach could they go to? And every time they said, yeah. Coach Bannister. Yeah. And that's how I gained. Yeah. You know, the respect at least of the parents who figured out, yeah, he's yelling, but he's not yelling angrily, he's yelling. To help protect and take care of the kids. Yeah, mm. that's um, beautiful. But uh, no, I like I said when I started Ubering, I didn't have anything hanging off my my mirror, your uh-huh. mirror, and I yeah. have a Palm Sunday cross. Yes, you do. The biggest one I think the church gave out a while back. I, I think it was when I first started coming. They gave out the, a giant, oh, one. the big ones, okay. And it's sitting on my window, so a lot of times people get in my car. Yep. And that's what initiates. The conversation. Mm-hmm. In addition, I play Christian music just about all the time. Yes, yeah. You know, I have all the stations wide, and but SOS is my favorite because Shout one of the guys I sing with. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. on every day from yeah. uh, I want to say three to f- three to five or yeah. three to six. Yeah. Um, but no, I just try to live like I would want. I try to live like Christ. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know any other way to say it. Yeah. My background is Southern Baptist. That's where I grew up in. We went to church every Sunday. And I, like everybody else, got out of that when I went to college. Mm -hmm. But when I got to college and got out of going to church, I missed something. Mm -hmm. And it started me going back to church. Yeah. And what I find is every time we moved in the military, the first thing we did when we moved into a town or we went to a base was we looked for a church. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And got involved. Mm-hmm. And my only real gift is singing. That's not I your mean, only done gift, <laughs> but you are very <laughs> well, The singing is what's kept me involved. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I love it. That's well, what
0: I and it shows. And what I love about it when you're singing, Corny, is it's not really a performance. It's it. It really is a worshipful experience because it sometimes can be tricky. Yes. And in churches i i get i get put off by um going to church and feeling like it's a performance i yes. want it to be a worship experience and so you it's you really it's I a can. it's a really good gift that you do i like that you talked about you know just the witnessing of having the just having a palm cross because it's, it's a conversation right yes. and even you know i worked for the county for many years and as a supervisor i can't be you know you have to, yeah, you got to separate your, your church life. They knew it cause they knew like, Oh, she's taking her vacation to go do camp with kids or, you know, I could, I could have my, my little symbols in my office or whatever. Um, but I think it's not only good for the people to see, Oh, you know, she's got a cross necklace or she's doing the church camp, but it also, I think keeps us, um, kind of being responsible like if we are representing i remember when i was in my 20s i went to japan and the people i was with i'm like you better behave right now because you are representing america and that's how i feel when if you're gonna put yourself out there and have if you're gonna wear that cross necklace or you're gonna uh talk about your church then it kind of puts more responsibility on yourselves what do you think about that
1: both of you I agree with you. Um, I said, I don't have the cross up there for any particular reason, except I put it up there for me also. Mm-hmm. It helps me to be driving and look at that cross when something happens. Yeah. If I see an accident, I immediately start praying. If someone cuts me off and gives me the bird, you know, I just blow I just don't worry yeah, about it. It's for you too. You know, when things happen like flat tires or, you know, Fender benders. Instead of getting crazy, you just thank God that nobody was killed. Yeah, there's no more damage than it was. Where the tire went flat wasn't on the highway that I just got off of. Yeah, so I try to look for positives and everything that goes wrong, and I kind of share that with people that ride with me. Yeah, you know, because there are times people get in my car and they hear my music and it's quiet. Yeah, and just before they get out of my car, they go, "I needed that." Thank you very much for playing the music and that's all that's, I, nice. and that's all they say to me climbing out of my car. Those are the words that come out of their mouth after that, nice. riding with me and uh, but it helps me too. It's not yeah. just for them. yeah, it helps me to know but so it, in one case, I had a young man get in my car one time in fact and she had this right now. Um, he was on his way to work. he was on his phone and as we were going down the road, he says to me, "Are you a Christian?" I go, "Yes, I'm a Christian." I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for all of my sins. And he said, I used to be a Christian. And I go, used to be a Christian? What do you mean by used to be a Christian? He said, well, my grandpa died, and I was kind of angry about that. Me and him used to go to church and read the Bible all the time, but I just don't do it anymore. I go, why not? I don't really have time. I said, well, you've been on your phones the whole time you've been in my car. And I said, did you know that there's a Bible app that you could put on your phone? (laughs) He goes, "Well," and I showed him my phone with the Bible app on it and go, yeah. And anytime you need to read or pray or something happens, yeah, you can go to that. That's awesome. And his comment to me was, oh, I didn't know that. He said, I need to put that on my phone. That's great. And I let him out of my car and he went to work. And and Um,
0: the (laughs) the rest is up to the Holy Spirit, right? Yes, yes.
1: I I believe once the seed's planted with young people, because I have kids too. Yeah. And a couple of them don't go to church, but yeah. a couple of them have come around to going to church. That yeah. seed was planted by yeah. by God when they were young, and they picked up on the fact that they need Jesus in yeah. their life, and life is much better when Jesus is in your yeah.
0: life. Yeah, that's, that's really great.
1: That's really great.
0: Well, the second takeaway that Pastor David shared in his sermon was how the Holy Spirit brings people together. We've already kind of talked a little bit about this. So I love it because as the Director of Connectional Ministries, Um, this this is what I get to do. And it's very cool when it happens when you can like connect people together. It's I have a silly job, right? (laughs) So, but um, you know, and and last night I was I was pretty dog tired last night by the time the day was over. But I I thought about the chances I got to just connect people. And so then um listening to David's sermon, it was like, Yeah, it was a real gift. You know, there was a a new teenager for the first time, and I can turn around like this is our youth director and you know, they can take them to see the youth lounge, and um, someone for the very first time came to church, and uh, she's like, "Oh, it took a lot of courage to come by myself." And oh, well, here's someone great, and they who sat with her in church, and then someone who sat with her at the potluck, and but what's cool is last night a guy comes in and he says, "I'm looking for," um, he was looking for Rick Palusko, if you know Rick, and I said, "Oh, I'm I'm so sorry, like I don't Rick is in the hospital yes, right now," I know. and um, he said, "Oh." okay. And I, and I didn't recognize him. I said, are, are you a friend of Rick's? And he said, well, I don't go to church. I don't really, he says, but, um, he invited me to your Thanksgiving potluck cause I don't have family here. Nah. And he goes, oh, but I, I didn't know that he wasn't here. It's like, well, no, stay, come on. And I took him out to a table and, and all those people knew Rick and they all, you know, and it was just, it was just so cool. The ta- I don't. I didn't really know that when I took him to that table. I was just looking for friendly people that I knew would be <laughs> kind to a stranger. And I go, y'all know Rick. Oh, we have Rick. Breakfast with Rick every yes. weekend. You know. So um, that was that was the Holy Spirit. I'm sure that got me to take him to that table. And so, and then the, you know, then our part is done. So it's just as simple as connecting. But um, so, who has God connected to either of you two? That that. Um, someone maybe that has witnessed to you or that you witnessed that you could look back later and say, oh, God, the Holy Spirit brought this person. I see you smiling, Brent. Well,
2: I, I, I guess I'm picking up on a different side of that, if that's okay. Please. I, I just, first of all, want to uh, express my appreciation for what you do. Yes. Because it means, it means you have a great talent for that, obviously. And it means a lot, just as new members, uh, Karen and I, it means a great deal. It's one thing to walk in, be alone. It's another thing to feel connected or yeah. the beginnings of connections. Yeah. Yes. I, I will say that I have mostly focused on, I guess, in my own work as a psychologist, as a psychotherapist, a clinical psychologist, I focus more on people keeping connections, mm. if that Oh, means.
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and of okay. course, as you may guess... Uh, I was primarily a marital and family therapist. Yes. And so there's all kinds of families that are breaking up, yeah. uh, uh, marriages that are on the brink of divorce. Yeah. And so there's all kinds of difficulties and conflicts. And that's yeah. part of our relationships too. Yeah. We're not all the same and we yeah. have all kinds of differences. So how do you cope with those? And right. so part of our, our wanting to love one another is tough love. And so me helping them to understand the skills involved in that and th- yeah. those kinds of issues that that's kind of been my side of the great commandment in some sense.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. and and I'm sure I'm sure you have to get a little tough, right?
2: Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've had uh, couples that were about to scratch their own eyes out, yeah. you know, and each other's. Yeah. So uh, yeah, being able to do that uh but i think as parents right um <laughs> uh, we have to practice tough love and and yeah. i've seen so many i guess parents who are really trying to be nice mm. you know and yeah. and not really able to do i think what was truly loving yes not willing to do yeah. that so so that's, I, I've been on a, more of the other side of all of this in some yeah, ways. that's yeah. a
0: very interesting point that you make. And yeah, and you you know, you are right. We all now have adult children, right? So yes, it's, it's yeah. always cool to hear, like, okay, what I, you know, all right, how did I mess you up? What, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> Why you got to go to Mr. Slife now to get it all squared away? But, <laughs> but um, you know, and I, I think that that tough love that doing that in love is, is, yeah. is a hard part. It is the hardest part of being a parent, but yeah, you know, it is. that's, um, what, what about, what about you Corny? I
1: I think again, like I said, wherever we went, we tried to find a church and once you get to that church and you feel the welcome, cause see, this church reminds me of the church we attended in, um, El Paso, Texas. Yeah. We, we had greeters. We had we mm-hmm. connected. We had small groups. Um, so what I try to do is connect, and you connect through groups. The yeah. men's group mm-hmm. meeting on Saturday morning, that was the first group that I was a part of.
0: Yeah.
1: Now we have this Thursday coffee group, but the Thursday coffee group involves people from all over the city. It's not That's just cool. yeah. Desert Spring uh, members. Which is just really neat. So we have a Navy. The only thing we don't have is Marine. So maybe when your son comes back, he can become part. I of got the group. one sailor and one marine. That's right. right? That's oh. right. Oh, you do? Yes, yes I do. Oh, wow. We have tons of sailors oh, wow. in our group, but it's a coffee group that meets yeah. every Thursday, seven o'clock, and we talk about what's going on in the world. I'm
0: straight up sending my sailor.
1: He and, gets out in trust May. Me, yeah. Well, he's got. We have a bunch of sailors. But the one thing we do is we respect one another. That's the one. We don't agree. Yeah. But we can sit there and share what we feel, share what we believe. Yeah. And, you know, you're not getting bash for it. Yeah. So once again, I try to give them what they give me, and it it works. Yeah. So I truly believe you have to give and take. It's so much hatred going on. I pray every day that a lot of the hate going on in the world would just kind of stop
0: it's it i i I know it breaks my heart and i do think it's hard to hate someone that you have been in relationship with that you've broken bread with that you spent time with you can hate someone i guess until you spend time and then that's right you really have to work hard to hate someone once you get to know them yes
2: and and you probably are ending up hating some image of them that's not true
0: right yeah and would you say Cause I don't have all the letters after my name like you do, <laughs> <laughs> but would you say it's something about ourselves that we, yes, that sure where the hate probably says more about us thing. than yeah. it does about them. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I am a real big believer in the power of our stories. I love stories and it's truly the greatest gift of my job. I believe I'm like, I I can't believe I get to do this. I get to hear, learn people's stories. Like it's, it's just so cool and um this year i led a workshop series on on stories capturing our stories and it was just phenomenal to hear people's stories and people wanting to capture them to pass on you know to their children and um you know and we all have stories to tell and pastor dave us dave um talked about that and gave us some questions to share um like if we don't think we have a story to tell, or we don't think we have witness, and and that's kind of intimidating to think about, like evangelizing or witnessing to others, and yeah. and where I grew up, it it kind of it, I didn't like those words for a long time because it felt kind of pushy or aggressive, or unwanted. I um, but when he puts it in terms, and and this is something I've I've come to know too, is you know has God ever answered one of your prayers? just sharing that story as a witness. Mm. Has God ever led you down a path? That's your witness. Um, Has he ever healed you or given you a sign or provided for you? And so he kind of gave us some questions to think about in his sermon, to think about, you know, I could witness to that. Um, Did any of those questions speak to you as you thought about that, either of you? Oh,
2: um, I think all of them did at some level for me, yeah. I, I i guess I especially reson, resonated with the healing one mm-hmm. um, as a cancer survivor of some ten years oh. uh, I could regale you with all kinds of things wow, about yeah my in, in my remission uh but i you know most recently i I immediately thought of uh just another layer of my own sinfulness that I've gotten in touch with just uh, a whole nother layer of sort of, I don't know, eye-centered kind of approach where I'm trying to be the God of my own life, you know, <laughs> yeah. and not trusting Him. Mm-hmm. And boy, I think that peeling off those layers and pushing through, I, I just have really felt a healing just even in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, you know, your faith, your faith hasn't been your whole life, this 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 faith that you have. And That's s- right. so I, I think it's a really having come from the place that you come and also I, I didn't grow up church. I, I, I would say agnostic. I was probably agnostic for a lot of years. But I think in the ways that you've grown, it's it's probably very, very deep and that you continue to that you continue to do that work is
2: Yeah. Been. Well shouldn't we all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean it's the sanctification in some sense yeah. but uh, I I just think just the individualism of our culture leads us to sort of think it's about us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, d- yeah.
2: I love that uh, book that uh, is it uh, Warren who writes the book uh the purpose driven life. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. all read Where, that book once right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um the first chapter, it's it starts off. It's not about you, mm-hmm. but I think there's all kinds of things that that we could use to illustrate where yes. it's about me, yeah. e- even in our own walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we can no,
0: go. I you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right.
1: What about you, Courtney? Well, the, I I thought the one that jumped out at me was answered prayer. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when I got out of the military um, and I just taught for a while and I had to get certified for the state of Texas. I didn't qualify to get rehired. Well, that put me in a state where I needed to find a job. I mean, I just didn't get a contract at the end of a school year and went, what am I going to do? And I mean, I remember going in the bedroom at my house and praying, getting on my knees, mm-hmm. praying to God as I'm looking for jobs mm-hmm. and wrote out a resume, um, prayed, got up the next, I think either I got the notification or I sent the note out to this company the day before it was a trucking company and got up the next day, sent them my, I, as a matter of fact, I drove my resume to the office because I was trying to get it there that fast because I needed a job. And before I got home, they called me and mm-hmm. said, "You can come in for an interview tomorrow." Nice. And again, this is after being on my knees in a room. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the hardest I ever remember praying. And yeah. again, it was totally answered prayer. Went in, interviewed, got hired the next day. That's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, it helped me keep from you know going into debt, being able to keep my house, being able yeah. to pay my bills. Wow. Yeah, it was. I mean, big. I totally remember that. And how long ago was that? Uh, we're talking back in the uh 90s but this is still a big part oh, of your yeah. story and oh, your it's witness just, oh, so yeah, you like, a, yeah again it's a, i i believe you pray to god yeah. and you give it to god yeah god will give it to you uh, Yeah, provided you just have to trust him you know and a lot of times people blame things on god and i try to tell them it's not god yeah it's the devil yeah. <laughs> And i said if you ever notice, the closer you get to mm-hmm. god the more the devil is trying to trying pull you away to, from God by making things bad happen to you. So that's kind of my witness to that's people. Great. And I believe, again, prayer works. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm a big you believer know? in prayer, I, too. I yeah,
1: Totally. It's it's happened for me, my family, um, my daughter with jobs. Um, I, I ask for prayer constantly. But the other thing I was taught, you have to pray for yourself also. Yeah. Most people look for other people to pray. hmm but they don't pray for themselves. Yeah. And I tell them you have to yeah. pray for yourself. Yeah. You know what you need, you know what you want. You yeah. need to pray and just yeah. ask God. Good point. Yeah. And then give him an opportunity, to provide.
0: Yeah. I love it. That's 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 really great. And um I love that we have, you know, I send the prayers out on the prayer chain and I love that I'm like, you know, people are that is no joke. People are praying hard for people and you know it and they and they will check back. Well, what happened with this or what's going mm-hmm. on? You know, you know they're still praying. And so I think that's great, you know these questions and having to answer. I um, so very recently I, I've gone down a, a, a very unexpected track, and I'm I'm going through the local licensed pastor route. <laughs> oh, it's it's, I've heard, be, I've it's heard. very that's, new. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. very new. It's I it's it came out of absolutely nowhere. It's never been a thought of a thought. Not even not even anything. And the first thing when I'm like you know, should I think about this? The first thing they tell you to do is to write your call story. Well, what? What is that? Well, you know, these are the kinds of questions that I had to answer for myself. And I'm like, everyone should do this, even if you're not going to go down this wild track, writing your call story, because it really gave me, it gave me such, um, it just really showed me like the places that God has been like way before I was, I could even, when I really sat and thought about it. And so I thought this is a great exercise for anyone to do, to write yeah. your call story. My, my you know, and mine's a, mine's a not traditional call story. I would say, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I challenge anyone to, to, to write your call story and, and see the places when you really think about it that God is at. So, And just the exercise of doing that, I think, will make me a better witness to others. It's a story I apparently have to talk about a lot to a lot of different people. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Um, David talked about the importance about paying attention as other people speak. And I thought it was great that he said that because um, – it's hard for people to pay attention. It's you know, people are thinking about the next thing or th- people are just so busy right now and and um sometimes it's hard to give your full attention to someone. Um and, but he talked about just sometimes that helps us just listening for one thing. And some people are so good, you can have a whole conversation they can hear one thing and the next thing you know, they show up with some kind of thing to be a solution for your problem or, or they, you know, they, they, they are listening. And so what opportunities do you, do you have to hear other people's stories and struggle? Well, so obviously you have a captive audience corny in your car, right? So you, you have people for a certain amount of time. Uh, Yeah.
1: 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Drive. Um,
1: well, I, I can only remember Gloria. I mean i'm gonna I'm gonna mention Gloria in this yeah. one. She got in my car and again, she's another one saw my cross. she heard my music. and I picked her up on this side of town. I live in uh, Mountains Edge, which is like 30 minutes away, so we drive 30 minutes to church.' It's, it's worth it. but um Gloria got in my car and we started talking about her going on a trip. And church came up. She just said, what church do you attend? I said, Desert Springs United Methodist Church, which is up in Summerlin. And uh, she said, I've been looking for a church, and I've been trying different churches. And and I just started talking about our church. And what I try to do is I try to have cards. You know, Desert Springs has the cards. Every once in a while, I'll grab a couple as I come out of the office area that's yeah. sitting on the table there. And I'll keep them in my car, and I'll just pull them out of the glove box and said, here's the information to the church if you want to get a chance. We're online. Look at us online. and But feel free to come. Yeah. And this was like, I think, three or four weeks after I talked to her, I was kind of expecting her, expecting her, when she didn't show up after the first or second, well, she's not coming. And the next thing I know, uh, this lady came into church, and she asked for. Corny Bannister and they didn't see me but my wife was playing bells and she had just finished so they walked her up to meet my wife and my wife didn't even know about Gloria (laughs) my wife was one of the newest
0: Uh. who's looking for my man
1: she she brought her over to me and we just got oh you made it and, and it was just I mean, I as a of fact, I was just thinking about I need to give her a call to see if I mean I haven't heard from her or seen her because I know she goes to a different service. I yeah,
0: know. I I love it because I remember that Sunday she came in. Yes. It was the first time. And I always like to ask people, "Well, how did you hear about us?" And she said, "Well, you, believe it or not, it was my Uber driver. Oh, I knew, <laughs> I knew exactly who her Uber driver was. And you know what? It was he was so sweet. And she goes, oh yeah, you know he was playing music. I'm like, yep, that's Cor-. she called you Cornelius, but <laughs> yes. most most people think they call me Corny. But um, call but me corny. yeah. And then that very night, she came to our multicultural potluck, yes. and it was just uh, all because you. So I actually had about time. the diversity.
1: This is again. This church reminds me so much of the church we attended in El Paso. Very diverse.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, loved and greeted everybody. It had a school there. We had potlucks. It was just. Yeah. It just like I said, everybody's friendly. When you walk in a church and you're greeted. Yeah. And people say hi to you and yeah. shake your hand and. Yeah. It's It means a lot. It's, it makes you it's feel fun. like family. It makes you want to become a part of that family. And that's what Desert Spring did yeah. for us when we walked through the doors.
0: It's wonderful. Yeah. I know, Brent, that you serve the families here at the pantry. Right. And so I was curious about your opportunities that you get um, and the conversations that you might have with people.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, I come from a discipline where we're one of the things you teach to clients is listening skills mm-hmm. because very few couples have those <laughs> right um yeah. and so to teach and enforce them is kind of a big deal so i'm supposed to have them
0: <laughs>
2: but uh when i first started in the pantry i my i just felt i was like focused more on being effic- efficient
0: the task, yes,
2: of the task. Mm-hmm. Even with the when the with the with the neighbors, we call them, yeah. you know, that are in there. But uh, very quickly, I realized I'm not hearing them, mm-hmm. and they they want to interact with me and have a relationship. And I do this with my wife, you know, the the pantry. So it's always fun to come with her. But it's especially fun now because we have regulars. Yeah. They're our friends. Yeah. You know, we know their names yeah. and uh, we we catch up with them. Yeah. It's a big deal it is. to be greeted and welcomed yes. and yes. enjoy yeah. and for us to enjoy them. Yes. You know, and I insist that I go to the car and take even though they can take their Groceries or whatever to the car. Yeah, I want to be there to see him off, to give him a hug or yeah. whatever oh, it is. Yeah, I love gigantic, it.
0: such a witness,
2: and it's it's so important even to the, the rewarding aspect for me. Yeah, you know, just yeah. to feel like I'm right with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in yeah. that mm-hmm. way because I wasn't before. I was too focused on being e- efficient.
0: Yeah, getting the job done. One time I was just kind of a, sitting there doing something else, but I was I was listening to Karen with with. Uh, a woman and oh, it was just priceless and beautiful. I yeah. was like, that was, it was just such, it was just such a beautiful. And yeah. I, I was just, you know, in the background, you know, doing my own thing and listening to that and thought, wow, that's a, that's a great witness. And also, you, you know, you, uh, support public radio. And so I wanted to talk about this because I thought this was so cool. You're I guess if you were a big enough supporter, you can like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just get a coffee mug. Uh, so <laughs> tell us about your prize. Oh, well, <laughs> no.
2: This is a this is a I think it's a small thing, honestly, but I think what you're talking about is that we give enough that they actually sent the opportunity to us to have messages um uh, and uh where you can have your own message, and it can be virtually anything that they would approve of. So I thought, what the heck? Gosh, the resource center would be a great thing to support there. So I actually asked Ray. I wasn't quite sure how to do this. Ray looked it up, figured out a message, and it has to include the members' names, in in our case, Brent and Karen. And it basically advertises, you know, how to get in touch with the resource center, what are some of the things that Isn't are that offered. Awesome? And I get basically eight of those each month for the amount
1: of money. It's <laughs> that so <we> cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really cool.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's 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 not a it's not a small thing. It's a really big thing. Oh, that's that, nice you know, of you to say. Yeah, but the, yeah. Two of the things, the ways that you're supporting, you know, can kind of come together. I think that's that's very cool. So good, thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, so the final takeaway from this story uh, from the, in the book of Acts that David had is that it is our job to share our stories, and the Holy Spirit does the rest. And he talked about. I think what was cool is more than the why we share our stories is that, oh, I loved when he said that it's not our job to convert them or make disciples. Oh, I just, I I rewound it, and I because I I don't get to watch in person most of the time, and I played it again, and and I thought it was great because I didn't have a great church experience. And then I married into a, a, you know, my kid's dad, the family was... uh, I, I call them hateful Christians, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they kind of—I I really wasn't so much about religion, and them wadding up scripture and you know hucking it at me wasn't gonna wasn't gonna help. And so it wasn't their job to convert me, Avert, yeah. and they tried really hard. And that's that—that that wasn't their job, and and it's not my job. And it, working with youth as many years as I have, I I never. You know, you you can't be that guy. You can't tell them how to live their lives. And so, how did that resonate with with you? That it's not our job to convert or
2: I loved it just like you did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It takes the pressure off. Yeah. And it, I think, it helps us to know our place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: because I think we just with almost everything we try to control too much, and don't. So it it really helped me to even think of it. You know, was. Uh, I'm not that big, but I was an old football player, you know, in high school. And just to think of me as part of a team that's an ever present team mm, with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, with the Trinity, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. and me. Not to mention I love David's uh Pastor David's example because it sounds like it took a team to get him to this church. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was a good example. You're right. You're right.
2: So it's the Holy Spirit plus whomever else the holy spirit inspires mm-hmm. to to get into the yes. act and yeah. yeah
0: yeah that's great that's great what about you corny
1: well i mean being a former coach i mean i've always <laughs> coached i believe you never get the person to the point that you want that person i mean i've coached my son and i had to coach my son through other coaches on the team that i coach <laughs> because he wouldn't listen to me but um <laughs> Again, you have to be patient. You have to be loving. You know, like you said, pounding stuff into people's head just doesn't work. Yeah, Yeah. you have to show the love of Christ and the Holy Spirit, like like we're talking about, in order to reach people. Sometimes that's like I and listening. All of that plays into the listening because there have been times when people have gotten in my car going home, and we're driving past a convenience store on the way to the house and they say, "Man, I need to come back to this convenience store and get some milk for my kids to get." Some... And I'll go, "Do you want me to just pull over and you can go now that way you don't have to go home and uh, come back?" Ah, that's kind. And see t- that's me listening. Yes. To someone that needs something. Uh, yeah. And providing it. You yeah. know, and uh, I mean, I see myself as providing a service of all kinds. Yeah. You know, I've even driven and saw people struggling on the street. And I'll pull up and go, Do you need help? Yeah. You know, I'm an Uber driver. I don't have a ride right now. I see you struggling. Can I oh,
0: and that's
1: sometimes so sweet. they do and most of the time they don't. Sometimes I do it with my wife in the car also. Yeah. So yeah. So that's can beautiful. I could I say something, Corny? Yeah, I,
2: I just I love that because uh a lot of people can listen and take, you know, a test on what they've heard. But you you heard it in a certain way that the Holy Spirit helped you to hear needs, yes, and see need. needs, mm, yeah, good. yeah, and that's yes. the Holy Spirit working in your listening.
1: Yes, yeah, that, yeah. that's no, that's very yeah. true. That's but very that's true. what I try to do.
0: Yeah, that's I painful. try to listen
1: for little things. That's like I've even driven people for free. I know you have, they Well, I mean, they they can get I, in my. Is car. there a way I
2: can contact you? Yeah, sure, <laughs>
1: come on. But I mean, riders yeah. that have gotten in my car, they're going to pick up their daughter. They're tight on money anyway. I drive them there. And she basically said, if you can drive me there, off the, I'll pay you cash. I said, okay. So I went, picked her up. And listening to their story in my car on the way back, you know, the daughter with the granddaughter and the mom who came to pick her up because she needed to pick her up so she could go to work. When I got to the place, they said, "Did I said, that's all right. You don't have to Oh, break. that's beautiful. You know, and again, that doesn't make, I'm not doing it to, yeah. she, I just want her to know. That's beautiful. You need that more than I do, is what I'll kind of say. And she goes, Really? I go, Yes, please. Just keep it.
0: That's wonderful.
1: And God has blessed me in other ways. I get blessed so much. Yeah. 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 And you you, know, but you we, recognize it. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, so the the last question I have for you is is who if if you can think of one person? I know for all of us there are many people that that it maybe has been a witness to you just by showing love, not not really through the words, because David said it's not so much about that. It's just um, through just their words. And and while you think about that, I was remembering, because um, I, I um, was writing devotional today on this same very topic, and so when I thought about it, I thought, you know, many years ago in the 90s, I I was the uh, Protestant campus minister at UNLV. There was an ecumenical interface center at the time, and um i did not begin to i was just i are you kidding me i did not know what i was doing i was a brand new methodist i was like a part-time youth director and now i'm at a campus and oh my gosh and the sister karen was a franciscan sister and um you know there was the catholic and there was the hillel the jewish new club and then there was the protestants and so um you know, I can look back and see. I, at the time, I just thought, "Oh, we're a great team." I'm like, "No, she, sister <laughs> took me under her wing, and um, really just led by example and showed me so much love." Can you think of an example of one person somewhere along your journey that was a witness just just by loving you? And
2: oh yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned to you, I think uh, before we before we got on the mics mm-hmm. that uh, I was an atheist in my youth. Yeah. And uh, carried that into college at some level and uh but but my mother um th- there's a longer story with all of this, but my mother, in hearing that I couldn't quite do the confirmation class, I just wasn't sure i I believed all the things that I was supposed to believe yeah. she said, "Well, you just need to be thinking about that and searching for yourself, so she was loving enough, I think, to see that I was on a journey right. Yeah. And, and she uh,
0: didn't make you do it.
2: She did not make me do it. She encouraged me her. to be thinking and discovering and uh, wow. th- thinking for myself. And so uh, I, that seemed like a very loving thing, even oh, to, even books. in some sense to encourage me not to yeah. sign on the dotted line to be confirmed.
0: I, I truly believe in that. And we've had we had, well, had this, that before. And and the, yeah. go th- When the kids go and we tell them, this is something, these are words that this is a covenant that you're speaking. And if mm-hmm. this is not the time for you, then yeah, cool. no pressure. But it's... It's harder for parents to be able to yeah. to yes. accept that. So that's really cool that she did that. Yeah. That that was a great witness. What about for you, Courtney? If you can pick, it's a lot of years to pick one person well, out, but yeah,
1: <laughs> seventy years, I for sure my mom. Um, but my grandmother impacted a lot on us, you know, to the point where you know she used to take care of us also when my mom worked because yeah. my mom raised two boys by herself when she went through a divorce with my my Real dad, and um, but she prayed, she just said, I pray for you. I mean, we would get in trouble, we'd get spankings, but she'd love on us too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, can you imagine getting a spanking and then come over and give me a hug? Me- <laughs> 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 How for that's that's true love, but she would uh, we pray together, you know, it's just I would say mom and grandma, but grandma. Yeah particularly, yeah. but even all the pastors, I mean, my last pastor married, you know, me and Janice mm-hmm. and we did it on a Sunday after church service. That's because yeah. our, our family at that time was the church. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we, when we saw another couple do it a couple of weeks before and then we did it afterwards and it it was perfect.
0: You know, your pastor loves you if he'll do it on a Sunday night. Oh right? yes.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it saved us a lot of time and money yeah. too. And gonna like, but no, it was, that's great. All the pastors I met, like I said, the communities yeah. that make up the church that we've been a part of because we were part of small groups. Yeah. You know, and there's always one one couple, one person that mm-hmm. just kinda pulls you in, which yep. is yeah. So that's it's always been the church community or or the the, the leader of the church that's That's great. Yeah.
0: That's great. Yes. Well I I feel like we could just talk all night, but you all probably have places to go. But but are there any other thoughts just about Witness as we come to the end of the series and as you thought about, because I, I know I started asking you both weeks and weeks ago. <laughs> so you had time to think about Witness, but is there anything, any other thoughts that you have about or something that maybe stood out for you yesterday that we didn't get to?
2: Well, I love the, I guess um, something I said earlier that I guess I came out of the sermon with to some degree is an awareness and attention to the Holy Spirit, Yeah. you know, and uh, the possibility that we're getting uh, subtle prompts and messages and smil- still small voices and mm. things like that, that we're not paying attention to. So the attention issue isn't just attention to other people and Ooh. listening, right. the Good attention point. is also to our conversation with the Holy Spirit. Good point. Yeah. So sensitizing ourselves to that and figuring out ways of kind of skilling ourselves to be more attentive Mm -hmm. and to get those messages. That's
1: how we're going to do it best.
0: That's really good. That was a really good point. Thank you for sharing. Sure. What about you, Corny? Anything else? Uh, And
1: again, I think it's listening, like Brent just said. But the other thing I try to share with people is you can pray anytime you need to. You don't have to be on your mm-hmm. knees. You don't have to have your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hang your hands together, looking mm-hmm. up. Yeah, just talk to Jesus mm-hmm. and talk to God mm-hmm. like you talk to anybody else mm-hmm. when there's something you need. That's great. And then give Him an opportunity yeah. to provide it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's great.
0: That's that's the main thing we try to teach kids at camp. Like if nothing else, talk, You can always talk to God. Yes, so, always. You know, if you if you if you didn't. Uh, listen to um, Pastor David's sermon, listeners, or if um, I really, this is, I mean, they're all great, but this is really great. You can find it on desertspringchurch.com or on Vimeo. Um, it's the witness um, sermon, and it, it was um, on November 19th. It's 2023 right now. So I, I encourage you to listen to it. I think it, um, especially if you have, thought that maybe witnessing is something that wasn't for you. I I think, I feel like probably everybody walked away from the sermon yesterday thinking, you know, I can witness, I can do that. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you both so much. It's cool because you all had never met before. So look, I've connected two really great yes, people now.
1: You did, you
2: did <laughs> it again. my job for the
0: day. <laughs> That's You're it. You're pretty good at that. I can go home now. I've done my, I've connected you. Uh, I think it's great. I, I admire you both so much for the ways that you, you witness yeah. and, and what I've seen. And so, I appreciate, I know you're both very busy, so I'm I'm so delighted that it ca- came to be that we could spend some time together. And um, usually I close in prayer, but we have a fabulous, you know, prayer in the house here. So um, before I have Corny, you close us in prayer, uh, plug for next week, we have the youth, Lindsay, our youth director, uh, they've recorded the podcast for the following week, and it's going to be the youth kind of witnessing about this series that they've gone through, so... I'm sure it will be sweet and silly and probably deeper than people will expect. So, <laughs> with that, can I ask you to close us in prayer,
1: Courtney? Yeah. Sure. Thanks. Precious and Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this gathering, Father. We just thank you for this church. We thank you for all the missions that this church is involved in. We thank you for those gathered here to help serve others that are in need. We thank you for the jobs that we have. We normally can't thank you enough for all that you do for us. We're always asking, but we're never thanking you. And we'll take this opportunity to thank you for the many, many blessings that you bestow upon us and all those that are gathered. Amen.